at any given time in this world, and this applies to all of us, at any given time in this world, there's somebody out there that's absolutely desperate for your magic, for magic that only you can provide. And if, um, you know, if they get to experience that magic, then you transform people's lives. Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm today's host, Jin McEnany, and in my series of interviews, I speak with some of our top members who we call Elevators. They share with us their highs, their lows, and how they've got their business to where it is today. So if you're interested in getting some tips and strategies from someone who's been exactly where you are right now in your business, you're in the right place. Without further ado, let's go meet the next Elevator. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors, and we have hundreds, and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is, because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am, because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Jürgen Strauss from Inovaviz, thank you for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast. You're welcome, Jen. I'm glad to be here. Now, Jürgen, you've had a, a, an interesting journey to where you've got to, where you've established now this, this great business in Overbiz. Can you just give us a, a bit of a history of that journey which, and what got you to where you are now? Yeah, it has been an interesting journey if I think back about it. It's, uh, it started off with 27 years in the corporate world and um, most of that I really enjoyed, you know, going through the standard um, career progression type of things that that you do if you're ambitious and driven like I am and um, I ended up the last couple of years not really enjoying it anymore because I'm driven by serving my clients and helping my clients and I found the last couple of years because of the change in culture of the organization that um, it I was apologizing for the company to clients where I had really good relationships and in fact the company was banned from visiting some of the the customers but I was still allowed to go in there so I don't I thought there's something wrong with this picture and it's time to go after you know and I'm a slow learner so after it took me two years to realize that I've got to make a change and I took the plunge and went out on my own and started an overbiz and back in um, 1999 I actually um, was on a team of six sorry, 97 it was, because it was pre-Google, um, on a team of six to build a website. And at the time, I didn't realize how important that little project was. Um, so that's the Paint Quality Institute, which is still around today. People can find that. But 
when I started my business, I thought because I've got a lot of background in marketing and business management, that that's what I'll do. I'll be a consultant in marketing and business management. But unfortunately, my own marketing was based on corporate type marketing and it didn't really work that well with small business. And also the global financial crisis kind of got in the way there at one time. And I heard um, people would say, no, no, I'm cutting back on marketing right now in the meetings we had. And in one meeting, I remember somebody saying, but I need a website. I don't have a website yet. Um, what can you do? And I kind of let that go because I was so focused on, I want to do consulting in marketing. Um, the second person said that and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I heard that before. When the third person said that, I kind of went, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I said, I can do a website. Now, of course, when I did the corporate website, I was involved heavily in developing the strategy and building the search engine strategy around Yahoo in those days, because that was before Google, as I said. Um, so I had to figure out, and, and we had teams to do the programming and all that kind of stuff. So I had to figure out, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, how do I actually make this happen on my own? Um, and I discovered WordPress, um, built a website in WordPress. The client was really impressed. We actually got him new business from that website very quickly. And as a result, I thought, hang on, I can turn my whole marketing thing on its head and build websites, but then build websites that are actually marketing tools as opposed to nice brochures. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. I know I've more or less done full circle now. So I'm focused very much more now on the marketing, on all the strategies around the digital marketing space, social media marketing, content marketing, and those things. And websites is kind of the key to the door, if you like. Aha, I like that journey. So did you teach yourself basically how, how to, to do all the coding and design the websites? Or did you do some courses along the way? Yeah, I taught myself and did some courses. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a real good coder. I kind of got people to help with coding and at some point realized that it probably wasn't good use of my time to learn some things that I didn't really enjoy and that I struggled with. So I got help in those areas. I can do a little bit of coding, um, but um, I, I certainly taught myself how to use WordPress and, and I kept up to date with some of the new developments that have come along um, ever since Beaver Builder came along. That's kind of totally transformed things for me because it's made things so much easier. Um, but yeah, that really taught myself a lot of that. I've always been into computers in a big way, even though my background's chemistry, um, I've always been into computers. So never was afraid to jump in and, and just open programs up and see how does this work yeah. Mm, yeah i think you've got to be like that to sort of do well in yeah. this industry now Innovaviz, uh as you said it's sort of taken on uh, a bit of a life of its own and it's grown over the time so what what would you say now that you're getting most requests for or what would you say your sweet spot is now in the business and something that, that uh it seems to do really well yeah well my sweet spot now i've niched right down in the last 12 to 18 months to focus on business coaches and that's my sweet spot because I had a range of different clients. I've still got a few uh, clients that are outside of that area but um, my whole marketing now is focused towards business coaches because again it took me a long time to realize and suddenly it dawned on me hey these are the people that seem to respond really well to my message and so on so I thought well why try to force a message 
in a different direction when it seems to work there. So focus on that audience. Yeah, that's that's a good way. Yeah, so, and, and it's around digital marketing. So somebody said to me recently, you're kind of a um, uh, website and marketing coach for business coaches. And I said, yeah, that I think that's a good snapshot. <laughs> Good way to put it, your elevator yeah. pitch. Yeah. So I know that you're really good um, in in a, like a few different areas, but I, I want to dissect a few of them. Um, the first one mm. is your 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 getting your um, a customer, so the the lead and the journey from you know getting recognizing them, getting building the trust, and bam, getting them in, selling them stuff. Can you just tell us yeah. a bit about how you do that and what you've learned over the time in in you know getting that refined? Yeah. So um, I guess the the key thing for me in that first part. So so what I've developed is a whole system around marketing, and um, I don't stop when the sale is made. So the system is, you know, people don't know you, so they've got to find out about you. Then you've got to build trust. Then you've got to get them interested in what you actually have to offer by understanding their problem and making sure that you have something that matches their need. Then you go through the relationship building stage, which is you know generating leads, nurturing leads, and converting them to sales. By the time you get to the sales part, you should have already done all the work. The sales bit should actually be easy. If sales is hard, then you haven't done enough work before that. Then I say, okay, after that, there's it's not finished yet if you've got the sale. So you have to deliver an exceptional product. Now we assume that our clients have exceptional products or services, but we help them develop systems around that. So onboarding, um, building referrals then as the next step, and then we look at, well, how do you scale that? So we kind of look at it as, as a customer journey, almost like a hero's journey. So you know, there's a call to adventure to start with, which is finding out, hey, there's somebody out there that might be able to help me and then building that trust and taking them on a journey to the point where you know they're actually managing the whole process themselves and the big revelation for me and where everything really changed was getting very clear about my target audience so i mentioned that i was focused uh, mainly on business coaches and getting really clear about who they are you know down to the detail giving the person a name and an image that I can attach a whole lot of information to in my mind. So around, you know, what what are their needs? What are their behaviors, hobbies? What are their values? What are their beliefs? Um, what are their frustrations and aspirations? And all these things, pull all that together. And that way I can then communicate with those people. And, you know, where do they hang out? So do I go into LinkedIn or do I talk to them on Facebook, you know, where do I find them? Or in real life, you know, are they in Chamber of Commerce meetings or do they go to meetups? Yep. I, I like your analogy there around the hero journey. I think that's a great way to, to and a simple way to visualise it. Yep. So tell us a bit more about the journey then you take your, the hero journey you, t you take a potential client on. So, yeah, so essentially we've broken it down into three stages. So, the before stage when they're um, really just prospects and the during stage where they're leads. So that's where you're building a relationship with them and delivering 
uh, exceptional value to them without necessarily expecting anything back in return. So, you know, if you if you take that approach, you A, you won't be disappointed. B, you'll build trust really quickly. And, you know, people will say, hey, if we're getting all this stuff for free, imagine what the next level is going to be. And then the third stage, which is when they're a client. So that's the stage where, you know, we work with them on how do they onboard their, their clients? How do they... Um, optimize the delivery of their services or products in terms of systems and processes and scaling up and how do they collect reviews and testimonials how do they build reviews as part of their marketing system you know reputation management and then scaling the whole thing so that they can take it up to the next level so it's essentially there's 12 stages and we've got you know a transformational marketing map that people can actually download and get a presentation on how that all works from our website Wow. So you've got some really good processes in place there. I want to go a bit deeper on the building trust. Can you give me some examples of what you do, what content you put out to build that trust? Well, we do a lot of blogging. Um, we have the podcast. So we've got the Innova Buzz podcast that is kind of part of that. And it's around positioning. We do a lot of posting on, on social media. Um, and a lot of that is automated. And when I say it's automated, the posting of articles and the posting of links back to um, blogs and, and other information is automated. But then we spend time actually engaging with people. So talking to people or um, promoting other people's content as well. So sharing other people's content. We have a regular newsletter that goes out weekly. Um, again, sharing some of our content, but it's actually, I think typically we have eight articles in there and one or maybe two will be our own articles and the others will be things we found on the internet that we think are of use to that audience. So it's about um, showing um, value in terms of, you know, I care about your success. I'm not, you know, yes, I'm promoting myself, but I actually care about your success. So here's an article from um, Jin because she wrote, something that that's really useful to you so i'm you know i'm going to promote other people and and give them information from other people where i think that adds value tell me a bit about the podcast because i know that um, some of the listeners or viewers would that they've you know dabbled in, with the idea of doing that and i've yeah. seen you progress uh with the podcast and you have got some incredible talent on now can you give us some some feedback and some tips on if you are thinking of starting a podcast you know does it come naturally how did you find it that sort of stuff um okay yeah well first of all if anybody is even remotely thinking of doing a podcast my advice is do it just get started and do it uh, and if you want help to get started i'm sure you can find a lot of help in the wp elevation community so my history was i had some personal coaching with troy in the very early days when i was a member of wp elevation and one of the things that troy said to me was start a podcast now for me um i i'm not afraid to get on camera and talk to people even though i'm an introvert by nature, but I'm quite happy to have a conversation with somebody. So I found the idea of doing an interview on a podcast and thinking of it as a conversation, not daunting at all. So what I did, and, and also when Troy suggested that, because 
I mentioned earlier that I'd had this um, corporate career. Much of that was international. So I managed remote teams in eight different locations. And as a result, I saw clients internationally and my relationships were really a lot international. So when I started a local business, building local relationships, I had to really start from a low base. When I thought about the podcast, I thought, wow, I can leverage all these relationships that I've built over 20 odd years and actually talk to people who have made very successful careers that were CEOs of big companies and so on. And, you know, they were doing very innovative things. And the theme I chose was innovation. So I started off interviewing people. And one of the magic questions which really propelled this, I mean, it's just a little secret trick. At the end of every interview, I say to the guest, who else would you like me to interview on this podcast? And I didn't realize that when I first started that, I modeled that off Troy in the early days, he was doing that. And what happened was people would introduce me to complete strangers. Some of them were quite famous people I'd heard of. Some of them were people I hadn't heard of, but very accomplished. And just by getting that introduction, 80% of the people accepted the invitation to come on the podcast. And I spoke to some amazing people, like you said. That's a great tip. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about for someone who is, like you said, you, you didn't find it too difficult. You were lucky with that. A lot of people are, you know, it is a bit of a barrier, you know, that mm. putting yourself out there like that. Have you got any um, advice? Yeah, I guess... Um... And this is hard to do, I know, but forget about yourself. Think about the audience. So you have a gift, you have something to contribute to your audience. And if you're not getting on camera or on a podcast or whatever the medium might be and making that contribution to that audience, you're actually doing them a disservice. So forget about yourself, get over yourself, as my business coach tends to say to me, get over yourself, get out there, think about the audience, make it about them. Yeah, I, I like that. That's really good because we're in this space because we know more than the client. So you're right, yeah, you're doing right. them a disservice, yeah. disservice if you're not putting it out there. Yeah, and if and you... it's, not a, it's not about showing people that you know more. It's about actually giving giving something. Spot on. That's a great way to look at it, actually. So have you found that the podcast has helped build your list or how has it actually helped you, um, your, your business? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to actually quantify and I haven't got really got measures or such in place. It was about the reason I did it was for positioning to position myself. Now we have um, the potential for getting a rather large corporate client in a joint venture initiative that I'm doing. Um, that's still in the balance, but that could be a very significant project. And I think the podcast, because that person was a guest on my podcast, the podcast would be a critical factor in that um, as part of the trust building bit. I know that um, a number of uh, small business clients I've got have, you know, said to me that we, we signed up with you because of your podcast. So we had a number of options, but yeah, the podcast swayed us. Great. So, so definitely good for positioning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially when you're starting out. Now, I want to ask about the, you've been in this business for a while now. What are some of the biggest challenges you've had over the years with having your own business? Um, I guess, you know, cash flow is always a big challenge because you get to a point where suddenly you've spent a lot of money and then you've, got, you've put out a lot of proposals and you're counting on a lot of 
money coming in from those proposals and people are sitting on their hands. You know, you know that they want to go ahead, they like you and they want to go ahead, but for them, stuff's going on, you know, they're delaying the decision or, or they can't make the decision right then and there. So you're in a bit of a bind as well. And I find that is draining on my energy sometimes. And also I worry about the cash flow then. How am I going to manage this sort of interval? And then all of a sudden the dam breaks and you get 20 or 30 people suddenly sign up for something. And then, then your next problem is, oops, now how do I manage all this and, and get it all done in one go? Uh, but yeah, so they're kind of the challenges, the ups and downs. And I've, you know, probably about four or five years ago, I changed my business model to, you know, the building a website as a, a single service to um, monthly retainer payments for most of my clients, which helps with the cash flow situation. And, and also it's consistent with the way I want to work because I want to build long-term relationships with my clients rather than, you know, here's, here's the product, okay, we're done, see you later. And how, how are you doing that with care plans, so, website care plans? Yeah, I've, I've kind of got care plans. So essentially everybody that does a website with me, I tell them up front, you have to have a care plan. And, and that works pretty well. The, um, the bigger projects like a consulting or a marketing package or so on, I tend to um, do it over a 12-month period minimum. So here's, here's the plan. And that works well for the client because it also helps their cash flow. And it works well for me because it gives me 12 months to prove that we can actually make a difference and give them a massive return on the investment that they make with us and, and the idea then being, of course, that they continue on. That's good. I like that. Uh, so moving on from from the challenges, I suppose, uh, looking at the mindset, and I know we've discussed yeah. a few mindset things before. Uh, how do you stay positive when, you know, things are going, going, going bad as we all have those dips yeah. and troughs? Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, it, it would be wrong to say that I stay positive. So definitely I have bad days and, and get into bad moods at times. But I try to remind myself all the time that, hey, you know, at any given time in this world, and this applies to all of us, at any given time in this world, there's somebody out there that's absolutely desperate for your magic, the magic that only you can provide. And if, um, you know, if they get to experience that magic, then you transform people's lives. And if so, you've got to find a way to stay positive, to get out there and get in front of those people to build your business in a way that feels good to you, that's uh, ethical and sustainable, that gives you profit and growth. Otherwise, you're basically doing those other people a disservice. So, you know, that's that I kind of remind myself of that all the time. And I say, you know, I do what I do because I, first of all, I get a huge buzz out of knowing that I've contributed to somebody else's success. I love seeing people succeed and I also um, feel that if I help my clients become wealthy then they will transform other people's lives so I can kind of leverage my effect on the world. 
Oh, that's so good. I love that way of looking at things. And then the other thing is too, if you've got that self-doubt and think, well, Joe Blog down the road is doing the same um, job, job, you know, he knows more than me. But the thing is, you've got to look at the gelling of different personalities and different niches as well. And the right, you know, and I'm sure you've been able to sort of wheedle out the clients who just, you know, straight up aren't, aren't a right fit for you and the ones who you know you're going to make some magic together. That's that's exactly right, yeah. Because, you know, no, Joe Bloggs down the road might know more than I do, or might be, um, might be better at a lot of things than I am. But he can't do what I do, and he can't do it in the way I do it. So if I'm a good match for a client, then Joe Bloggs really isn't competition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now I know you are a cycling enthusiast and you've yeah. done some incredibly difficult cycling um, races and events and training so do you find that that's something that you use to sort of also do a bit of self-care and, and take some time out for the business is that Definitely. important it is yeah it's really important because I I try to get out on the bike every morning um, so six in the morning I'm usually out for an hour or so with my buddies um, sometimes I go on my own if you know things get in the way and there's only one or two people turn up. So if there's only one turn up me, then I'm on my own. I find cycling on my own is actually really good because I get a lot of ideas when I do that. And I'm not talking to people and I'm sort of in my own world. Uh, but I find that if I skip a day for whatever reason, um, that I, it just doesn't feel right. So, you know, I've got this little sign up on my um pinboard here that says every day is a good day every day that you ride the bike is a good day or something like that (laughs) that's great and for some people it's not necessarily exercise it's maybe finding that creative that's right that's what yeah it's whatever you're passionate about so obviously i I really love my bike riding i'm passionate about it but it's kind of doing what you're passionate about to be able to get away from the work get away from the computer screens switch off for a bit, let the mind switch off. So I had an interesting conversation on the podcast, and I think it was the not the last one, but the previous one with Dr. Fiona Kerr, who's a neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. And she was giving the scientific explanation of how, you know, if you switch your mind off, if you allow your mind to daydream, how that actually helps you be more creative and helps you develop new ideas. Oh, I've heard a lot about that. Let's. I'm going to get a link for that and put that in the yeah. show notes because I think especially with what we do and often we work solo, I think it's good to be able to take that time and stop thinking about the business nonstop 24-7. That's right, yeah. Now, I, we're getting to the tail end and I want to ask you some nitty-gritty questions. The first one <laughs> I want to ask is what's your favourite WordPress or your go-to WordPress theme? Oh, Beaver Builder. <laughs> Without a doubt, that you didn't. Without take, a doubt, yeah, didn't I didn't need time to think about that. No, I didn't need time to think about that. I did. I had a bunch of different themes I was using for a while until Beaver Builder came along. I became a Genesis fan and and did a lot with Genesis. But when Beaver Builder came along, I thought, oh God, this is so easy and so so versatile. There's so much you can do with it, particularly now that they've added the themer in with it. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of our elevators feel the same way about that. <laughs> And how, uh, okay, before I go on to the next one, uh, another tool, tell me just day to day, you know, you were talking about, um, uh, you know, your blogging, uh, sorry, your blogging and, and you've, got a, you've got a small team. What tools do you use that you couldn't do without with, you know, two or three tools? 
Okay, well, the number one one is probably River, which is a Slack alternative. Ah. Um, so River is, you know, where we do all our communication. Uh, basically, every morning um, I get on there and say good morning. We have a little, like a virtual coffee chat with the team. Um, then Zoom I use, so we'll, you know, we have an expression like it's, you know, we say Google this, we say Let's Zoom, so and then we'll we'll jump on a Zoom link and have a live chat. So that's definitely a really important one. Um, the other one, I'm just having a look over here. What's open on the screen? Um, yeah, I guess they're the main ones. I mean, we've got heaps and heaps of tools. Yeah, but, but they're your two go-to's that you couldn't do. They're without. the two go-to's. Yeah, I I think I've got a lead magnet that I'm trying to build out which is the 10 key tools for running outsourced teams uh, i can't remember what else is on there but definitely we use zapier quite a lot and i've become a huge fan i'll give a shout out to the guys at paperform um little startup company in sydney that are going gangbusters and um that's a, a really useful tool so i'm you know instead of uh, doing a lot with gravity forms now i'm starting to work a lot more in that yep yeah, sounds good. Now, the Anovabiz, where do you see it going in the next two to three years? Okay, so um, some of the exciting initiatives we've got um, going is it, a joint venture thing. So I mentioned earlier about this corporate client, um, that uh, international client where we might be doing some training programs in person and online stuff. So I see us doing a lot more of that in partnership with a couple of other people. Um, we've, I'm also running in partnership with those same people um, an annual business planning retreat where we look at um, the mindset of running a business, the mindset of getting to a million dollar turnover business, and that's an annualized turnover, so not once off. Um, the um, Basically, a whole system around marketing, a whole system around sales, and a whole system around building systems within the business to make sure that you can actually scale it up to that level. And we do that in a fun location. Last year we were in uh, um, Paradise, uh, Tre Treasure Island, I think it was called, in um, off Phuket oh, in Thailand. Beautiful. And, yeah, and this year we're going to Vanuatu. So oh my gosh, in, everyone's a winner in that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right, in June. And, and it's... A, amazing because i mentioned earlier how i love to see people succeed so last yeah. year we had five businesses in in um, thailand and particularly one of those businesses was kind of a little bit lost in their way and they're just going gangbusters i mean they're our star off a low base but they're, they're just kicking goals you wouldn't believe it's amazing and it's all around you know the systems and things i mean you know the lady who runs it has done the work uh, but the guidance that we've given them has made a huge difference and that gives me a massive buzz. That so, is so rewarding. So we've got seven, I think we've got a couple of places left actually for Vanuatu, but we've got seven going to Vanuatu and we're looking forward to doing that again. And also there's four of us that do the coaching for those sessions and I found that in doing that coaching that I was having a whole lot of ideas and transformations for my own business as well. So it's kind of works win 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 if you like yeah oh that sounds incredible or right, i'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes as well i might have to check my budget to see if i can come along to that one i've been to vanuatu before <laughs> 
We're going to end it on that note, Jürgen. So I'd like to say thank you so much for joining us today. And Jürgen is also a WP Elevation community mentor, which means he's uh, one of our uh, alumni members who helps everyone in the group and with his sage advice and knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> so we can't do without you, Jürgen. You're fantastic. And uh, it's been great to see your business grow and do so many things over the years. And I hope that gives people some inspiration for where they're, they're at at the moment. So if you've got any questions, please make sure you put them in the show notes and I'm sure Jürgen will get back to you. But thank you very much, Jürgen. It's been inspiring. Thanks very much, Jen. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and got plenty of useful tips on how our elevators experience can help you elevate in your business as well. If you're interested in learning more about the WPE blueprint that's helped hundreds of WordPress consultants elevate their businesses, be sure to put your name on the waiting list at wpelevation.com slash waiting list. Until I see you next time, go elevate.